This recording is brought to you by Whitworth University. To hear additional programs, please visit www.whitworth.edu backslash podcast. I shared with somebody that this is uh, the most clothes I've worn in three months, so um, <laughs> you have to step into this gradually. I don't want to sprain a muscle or anything uh, as I get back into things. Uh, it is wonderful to see all of you. I don't know how many times during the year, I can think of only one other occasion, that's opening convocation, where all of us get together in one room and we can kind of see one another. But it's just warms my heart to be able to say hello to you and welcome you to Whitworth's 128th year. And um, uh, it's certainly good to be back on campus. As Dolores mentioned, after seven years of service, our board was very gracious to provide Julie and me an opportunity to disconnect uh, for the summer. And so we moved about 40 minutes north of here, and I'm happy to report, I think I spent all of two or three nights on campus uh, this summer. We really were able to retreat and renew and recenter, and it was a great gift for us to be able to do that. I joked in the spring that, so uh, we're, we feel like the wind is in our sails. We do feel energized. Uh, the cabinet was a little bit nervous about my coming back, that I would have all this pent-up energy. I think I probably do a little bit, um, but uh, it's, it's great to be uh, with all of you. Uh, we had a great summer of family time. I hope that this summer was whatever you needed it to be. If you needed this summer to be productive and you had some things on your list you needed to cross off, I hope you were able to do that. If you needed to throw your list away, and uh, concentrate on yourself or your family or other kinds of things. I hope you had the space to be able to do that. I know that not all of us in the room had the privilege of stepping away from work this summer. And in fact, summer is one of the busiest time for many of our employees. I'm not sure I've seen our campus look more beautiful than it does right now. And not just beautiful, but safe and uh, in good working order. And I know you join me in thanking all of our hardworking staff that were here all summer ensuring that we have the most beautiful, safe, and productive workspace. So would you join me in thanking all of them? Thank you. And just another uh, personal note, um, Julie and I had the privilege this summer of celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary, and so we couldn't have picked a better time uh, to get away to do that. But um, Julie is one of the hardest working, uh, most prayerful people at Whitworth who supports us, supports our mission, supports all of you. So Julie, thank you for being here and for all that you do. And I also want to uh, thank our fabulous board of trustees and in particular Jason Thaxton is here today. Jason is starting his fourth year as the chair of our board of trustees. His wife Julie is here. We're both in the Julie fan club. Um, his wife Julie is here. Julie is a master's degree student at Whitworth as well. And uh, Jason's uh, second oldest, Emma, will be starting her sophomore year here at Whitworth. So stand and let us welcome you, Jason. Thank you for being here. And if you'll allow me one more uh, special welcome, we have a, a new member of the President's Cabinet um, this fall. I'm happy to report that we are at full strength uh, on that important team. We are very grateful and happy to welcome Dr. Lorna Hernandez-Jarvis to Whitworth. Lorna, where are you? Thank you. 
Dr. Hernandez Jarvis comes to us as our new Associate Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and Chief Diversity Officer, perhaps the longest title on campus. And uh, we are really excited to have her and uh, welcome her and uh, look forward to working uh, with her. Well, um, when I start this presentation every year, I'm quick to acknowledge that um, I've bitten off a little bit more than I can chew in about the next 40 minutes. And uh, that is my commitment to you to try to get us out of here about noon. But the state of the university is quite a bit. And uh, by no means are the remarks that I've prepared for you this morning going to in any way uh, be comprehensive in terms of talking about all that we're doing and accomplishing here at the university. Several people, um, when they're asking me how the preparation for this talk is going, to, how's, how's the State of the Union going? And I say, well, I haven't bitten off quite that much. I'm going to try to divide my talk into three uh, parts. The first is to acknowledge and celebrate all of the wonderful things that we were able to accomplish in the last academic year. Don't you think it's a good thing to celebrate the work that we've done together uh, side by side um, uh, in, in the previous year as we begin the new year? And perhaps it's even more important that we do that this uh, year to start the year because um, I think many of us would acknowledge that last year was one of the more difficult years in a lot of different ways um, that we had as a community. Not only facing many of the cultural and political and societal kinds of pressures that find their way onto campus. We did, in fact, have one of the worst winters uh, that many of us can uh, remember, and just a whole hodgepodge of things that, that kind of contributed to, I think, many of us feeling like we were crawling across the finish line uh, in the spring. And so I think it's good and right for us to acknowledge, despite all of that, um, all of the work that we were able to accomplish and the good service that we were able to do by God's grace uh, to our, for our students. So I want to go through some of those selected accomplishments. A second, I want to give you just a very brief kind of financial overview of the university. We try to be very transparent with you about where we are financially, especially given some of the enrollment volatility that we're facing. And so I've got a few slides on that that I hope will be reassuring to you. And then lastly, I want to spend just a few minutes reflecting on some bigger thoughts, some things that I'm thinking about and I would encourage you to think about as we begin this new year together. So that's going to be kind of our, our uh, plan of action here this morning. I want to start, of course, with this. And for those of you who are new to the university, uh, you'll learn very quickly that I don't stand up in front of a big group very often and not recite our mission statement. Uh, Whitworth's mission is to provide its diverse student body an education of mind and heart, equipping our graduates to honor God, follow Christ, and serve humanity. Some of us had the privilege of going to the staff worship service this morning, which was just a wonderful opportunity for staff and some faculty were there to kick off the day uh, just honoring God and thanking God for all of God's provisions. But Steffi Nobles-Beans, who, by the way, is one of the newest master's degree graduates at Whitworth. I don't know if Steffi's here right now. Uh, the last time I saw Steffi, I was able to hand her a master's degree from Whitworth, which was pretty cool. Um, but Steffi had just a poignant and profound sermon reminding us that each of us uh, while we may work in a different area of the university, uh, have different roles and responsibilities, um, have uh, different uh, backgrounds and experiences, that each of us contributes importantly to this mission. And it's not just this mission that pulls us together collectively to do this work that we're called to at Whitworth. It's our unity in Christ that pulls us together in this mission. I am so grateful to work for a university 
that mentions the name of Jesus Christ in its mission statement. And um, I'm covenanting with you this morning at the beginning of my eighth year that working with you, we will continue to do all that we can to elevate Whitworth's mission as a place that equips graduates to live out this mission statement. And each of you can feel proud and important and valued in the work that we all do collectively to live faithfully into this mission. So thank you in advance for all of that important work. Our mission, our vision statement, excuse me, at Whitworth reads this, that we will deepen our commitments to academic excellence and the integration of faith and learning, equipping graduates to respond to God's call on their lives with intellectual competence, with moral courage, and with deep compassion. Expanded student opportunities for experiential learning, intercultural engagement, and postgraduate preparation will elevate Whitworth's standing as one of the finest Christian liberal arts universities in the country. Some of us have the opportunity from time to time to travel around the country and talk with other Christian college leaders and faculty members and staff members. Um, friends, every time I come back from one of those settings, and perhaps you've had this experience too, I'm reminded that indeed we are one of the finest Christian universities in the country. And uh, by God's grace, in this little corner of the country in Spokane, Washington, he has planted a vibrant and healthy community, academic community that honors God, follows Christ, and serves humanity. So thank you for all of the things that you're doing to fulfill this vision. And then lastly, I will just remind you of the eight goal statements that we have within our Whitworth 2021 strategic plan. I'll come back to this at the end of the presentation today, but perhaps um, it's occurred to you that the class that we're welcoming this week, the first year students that we're welcoming, are in fact the class of 2021. And so we know, we've, we now have a timeline, right, uh, that we can follow as we're tracking our progress uh, on all of the goals and in initiatives uh, that we've already made so much progress on and that we hope to continue to make progress on. But these are the four uh, overarching goal statements that we've identified in the plan. Uh, for those of you who are new or maybe for some of you who need a reminder, I would uh, remind you that all of our strategic plan documentation is on the web. If you go to whitworth.edu slash whitworth2021, you can find all of the data and the progress and the areas where we need to continue to make more progress uh, on there. And so I would encourage you to go and spend a few minutes just navigating that site. I think you'll be encouraged when you do because there's a great list there of all of the great things we've accomplished uh, together. Well, as I said, I want to start the presentation today just by mentioning some of the wonderful things we were able to do together uh, last year. And I'm always hesitant to do this because... As you know, I'm invariably going to leave something out, right? I can't list everything. So uh, know that this is just selected accomplishments. It by no means represents the totality of the important uh, work and service that you all are providing, but just a few things to, uh, to call us together at the beginning of the year here. Um, of course, uh, one of the things that uh, we did last year that was pretty heavy lifting was we did uh, for the first time in, in, in our memory, our collective memory, a comprehensive budget rationalization process that caused us to look at all of the things that we're doing collectively and individually to fulfill that mission that we just read. And that was hard work. I want to thank again Carol Simon and her team for the great job that they did in leading that process. But that was an important process for us. It was hard work, but I think you'll see today later on that had we not done that important work, um, we'd be in the good shape that we're in, I think, today financially, but we would not really be um, 
I mean, we'd be in much worse shape going forward as well. And so uh, we, we can certainly list that as an accomplishment. Um, we had an exciting move uh, a few days late, if you'll remember, in the fall. Uh, but nonetheless, an exciting move into the Coles Music Center. And of course, we want to congratulate our Department of Music for their recent reaccreditation by the National Association of Schools of Music, uh, which is uh, their national accrediting body. Um, we doubled the number of students conducting faculty-student collaborative research this summer. Over two summers ago, we've identified student research as one of the things that will uh, distinguish us from other academic institutions, and so we're making wonderful progress there. Um, our School of Business students continue to dominate the region uh, in a number of different competitions, most notably the CFA Research uh, Challenge. Uh, they just took their third consecutive regional award from there. Our students, by the way, and any time they're matched up against other students from peer and aspirant institutions, they all do uh, very well, don't they? They compete very well. Um, our Ethics Bowl team won both the Independent Colleges of Washington and the Northwest Regional Ethics Bowls. Again, um, just uh, signifying the strength of our student teams. Uh, for, I think, the second time now, one of our theology uh, majors uh, won the statewide senior award for the Washington Consortium for the Liberal Arts Essay Contest. This particular award goes to a uh, student who can best articulate the value of the liberal arts. And um, this was a very competitive process, and we certainly uh, celebrate with Beth on that. As Cheryl just reported, our graduate school enrollments continue to not only shine, but frankly, save our bacon a little bit. As, um, as our undergraduate uh, enrollment continues to be volatile and a bit unpredictable, uh, to the extent that our graduate programs and continuing studies programs as well are able to smooth those things with good performance, that is, that is really great. And our graduate programs and continuing studies programs, as important as they are to the mission of Whitworth University, they subsidize our undergraduate program. So to the extent that those programs are growing and healthy and making money, that means that we can better achieve the goals that we have in the undergraduate program as well. So we're very happy about that. Uh, we celebrated the funding of two new endowed professorships. And in fact, next Thursday, during opening convocation, we'll have the privilege of installing new, two new uh, endowed professors. Lori Lamon will be our new uh, Amy Ryan Professor of the Liberal Arts. And uh, one of our newer faculty members, Craig Wheeler, will be our new Hugh Johnston uh, Endowed Professor of Chemistry. And um, these uh, important endowed positions provide resources for faculty that uh, really go a long way in helping us to achieve our goals. A couple of other just uh, individual call-outs. Uh, Von Jocasio Hockheimer received the Latina Leader of the Year uh, last year from the Latino Hope Foundation, and Roberta Wilburn. Uh, from education, received uh, both the Spokane YWCA Women of Achievement Carl Maxey Racial and Social Justice Award. And I mean, I just in my seven years at Whitworth, I can count at least two, maybe three other women who have received similar awards from the YWCA. Uh, so that, that's fantastic. And then later on in the spring, uh, Roberta uh, received the Social Justice Award and the National Giving Back Award from Insight into Diversity. Let's, let's congratulate Roberta and Vonj for those. It's wonderful.
Dan Keverly and the Whitworth Jazz Ensemble continue to garner awards, taking home several from the 50th annual Elmhurst Collegiate Jazz Festival in Chicago. Um, as Greg already celebrated, Keith Lambert and team did a wonderful job in creating this new partnership. Uh, we're hopeful, frankly, and we want to think big about this partnership uh, with, the, with the school in Hawaii. Um, this can certainly serve as a funnel of students and support from Hawaii here, but what can we be doing for that community as well? And as you know, place-based um, service learning is something we're fond of here at Whitworth with our experience in the West Central neighborhood and other places. I don't think I'd have to twist too many arms to figure out how many of us would want to go to Hawaii and, and roll up our sleeves and work hand-in-hand hand with this wonderful community. So we want to think big here and think about how this partnership can really grow and expand. Um, Whitworth received the Higher Education Excellence and Diversity Award. I mentioned this uh, last year as well. We're the only CCCU st uh, school to ever win this particular award, acknowledging the important work we're doing in diversity, equity, and inclusion. We were named the safest college campus in Washington by best Christian colleges and universities. Uh, you know my um, theory on rankings. I only show you those that we rank well in. So, uh, but I thought this was an important one just to remind me to say that we've done a lot of work. We really have um, in the area of campus safety and security. And not just in the visible things, but Rosetta Rhodes is our Title IX coordinator um, and uh, just working behind the scenes to ensure that uh, our highest obligation to students is to their health, welfare, and safety. And not just to uh, all of our community members. And so to be recognized for that certainly is, is important. Just another extension of the work that we're doing uh, in that area. Um, yesterday morning, I had the privilege of welcoming the second cohort of the Bucks Bridge program. Bucks there is in all capitals because I think it stands for Building Unity. I shouldn't have done this. Um, <laughs> help me. Building Unity. Christian. Anyway, um, thank you, Cultivating Success. Is that Stephen back there? St Stephen, thank you. Um, the Building Unity Cultivating Success. This is our special program that serves specifically our first-generation college students and our students of color. And recognizing that these are students who bring so much to our community. They're academically talented and talented in other ways, but often need additional supports as they enter into, the, in, into college life. And so uh, we experienced a projected 88% retention rate on that group last year. That's phenomenal. That's actually higher. If that holds, that actu that's actually higher than our all-university retention rate. And so we're really excited about that. U.S. News & World Report ranked Whitworth as a top five campus for Peace Corps placements, uh, which was a, a wonderful recognition. Last year, we worked very hard to be recognized as a military-friendly campus. We hope that we've always been a military-friendly campus, but uh, to be recognized as providing important supports for our military service women and men and veterans is very important. And in fact, we'll have our first uh, veterans installation service next week. And for those of you who are service members or veterans, you know how important coining is 
Um, so we have a special Whitworth coin that we're going to present to all of our veterans. But uh, through in that, that's great. Thank you. But if you haven't been in the second floor of the hub, uh, perhaps you haven't noticed that uh, we have a veterans lounge now um, up there as well. So uh, really trying to reach out to that important population. Um, again, in student life and in particular residence life, uh, we did a, a comprehensive survey last year of our residents. And needless to say, they love it. They love what we do in the dorms. They love the support that they get. They love the activity that happens uh, in the residence halls. And I think all of us know that uh, at least as much learning happens right for us between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. in the dorms as in classrooms and laboratories. And so um, we're really excited about our residence life program. As Greg mentioned, we enrolled once again the most diverse freshman class in Whitworth's history, uh, which is not only reflective of demographic trends, but also reflective of the important work we've done together uh, in welcoming and creating uh, a community here that values diversity. Uh, we've doubled the number of international admits and enrolled near record numbers of international students despite the political headwinds that Greg mentioned earlier. Uh, we saw that 25% increase in transfer student enrollment and I'll say more about this, but this SEP process is going to be very important for us going forward. Forrest uh, Buckner, who's in his third year as uh, campus pastor, tells me that things are going wonderfully in campus ministry. We've got new program approaches to things like small groups and athletics ministries. Awaken Hosanna on Tuesday and Wednesday nights continue to be wonderful opportunities for ministry. Chapel attendance continues to climb. And let me uh, just stop right here and put in my annual plug for Community Chapel. Um, Community Chapel is from 11 to 11.30 on every Tuesday and Thursday. That is truly Community Chapel, is it not, Forrest? And we're blessed not only by all of the students who attend chapel, but as a faculty member or staff member, know that you're also welcome and invited. And supervisors have been told that uh, employees can check out from 11 to 11.30 and go to chapel. Okay, that's, that's an important value of our community. If chapel's not your thing, if taking a walk around the campus loop or reading some poetry or doing something else that can be recentering uh, during that Tuesday and Thursday period, uh, if that's important to you, do those things. Um, but let's, let's as a campus be intentional about caring for ourselves uh, regularly during the week. So thank you for us for those things. Um, our facilities team has been hard at work. As you know, our finance and administration team has been hard at work. We have important campus improvements, including the Coles Music Center. Uh, how many of you have seen the new artificial turf on the football field? Uh, that's going to be important because that's going to allow us to uh, launch a new NCAA program I'll mention in just a moment. Uh, Nelson Gardens uh, just was completed on the triangle. We're still waiting for the grass to come in there. And as, uh, as most gardens, it's going to look better in two years than it looks right now. Um, but it's fabulous and going to be a great space for us. And um, Craig Dobas's Hammock Hangout, uh, which is just right over here by Aaron Hall, uh, where students are going to be able to congregate. These are just a few of the campus improvements that we've made. Um, we learned during the windstorm that we need to make sure our hub is up and running, so we added a backup generator there. So if the power goes out, you know where to go. Um, we remodeled George's Place on the second uh, floor of the hub for a accommodations and testing center that was uh, uh, greatly needed. Uh, we enhanced the safety of our campus and community 
by not only producing this new video, which some of you are going to be invited to see, Brooke Kiner stars in that video. Thank you, Brooke, in um, and several others of you. Um, but also we added a couple of new blue lights on campus. The hiring of 50 new faculty and staff members over the past year uh, provided counseling to 30 uh, participants in our voluntary separation program and administered a compensation increase affecting virtually every employee this last year. Uh, we've rolled out the new phase of our training uh, portal, and so we're doing a lot more of our employee training online. Uh, and also uh, the second phase of our performance evaluation happened online this year. Um, Ken uh, Brown's area significantly upgraded the university's IT hardware with no downtime, six months ahead of schedule, and at half the budgeted cost. Beat that. Jason Avista would love to see that those results, right? Yeah. Um, we successfully rolled out the new Whitworth brand platform last year and are really living into that fully this year. Very excited about the opportunities that gives us. New looks for things like Whitworth Today. How many of you have seen the last two Whitworth Todays? Completely new look, uh, really striking visuals, great writing, um, really, I think, appealing to uh, a more contemporary kind of style, which, which is great. Um, uh, we have now interviewed over 2,200 alumni as part of our discovery project, reaching out with current students and asking alumni about their experiences at Whitworth and how we can serve them better. Um, I wanted to mention this and, and maybe spend a little bit of time celebrating today. Um, we are like this close to passing the $100 million mark on our campaign for Whitworth. Uh, I've been updating you as we've uh, moved along. We're just a smidge under $100 million right now, and I expect that sometime early this fall, hopefully mid-fall, we'll pass that important milestone. Um, the Board of Trustees is so excited about this that they just want us to keep going. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to celebrate $100 million, but we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going because, frankly, we've got a lot going that we need to fund through philanthropy. And so the board has approved an extension of the campaign through 2021, which gets us through the strategic plan. And we're very hopeful that we'll be able to raise all of the funds that all of you need uh, in order to accomplish the, the goals that you set out to. But here's just a list of some of the things that the campaign has paid for uh, uh, over the last few years. Um, some of the facilities I mentioned uh, earlier, I'm very excited about, I think that's the seventh bullet point there, or sixth. Uh, we just finished fundraising for the chapel expansion. That's a $2.8 million project. And so we will be breaking ground on the chapel expansion in the spring, uh, which we're very excited about. Uh, the Bopel Deanship in the School of Business, the Margot Long Chair and Sue Chandler uh, Professorship in the School of Education, the uh, Ryan Professorship and the Johnston Professorships in the College of Arts and Sciences, uh, wonderful gifts. The Dornsife Center, that was made possible by a seven-figure gift by the Dornsifes to endow that particular project. Lots of new endowments to support faculty development, the integration of faith and learning, science and interdisciplinary research. Uh, we have more than 50 new endowed scholarships as a result of the hard work of our of our. Uh, folks in philanthropy, many more millions that I'm not listing that have been allocated to other endowments, gifts to academic departments, athletics, the Whitworth Fund, 
And let me stop there and thank all of you for uh, the ways you've made Whitworth a philanthropic priority in your own life. Our faculty and staff, to a great degree, participate in fundraising. And so thank you for your vote of support serves uh, in, in, this, in this campaign. And then lastly, I just would mention um, Whitworth Serves. As you know, we have a service campaign alongside the fundraising campaign. Uh, Tad Wisner does a great job of keeping track of all of those stories. And in fact, as we flip the calendar to September, uh, we will celebrate once again Serves Timber. Did I get that right? At, at Whitworth. But um, on social media, we'll be uh, really elevating and celebrating all of the ways Whitworthians live into the serve humanity part of our mission statement. So just great work on the campaign and excited about the future um, as well. Uh, the Office of Church Engagement um, has just been doing incredible work. They've sent out over almost 150 student interns and awarded more than uh, $450,000 in stipends to those interns uh, over the last three years. They're starting new curriculum out of that um, area that's going to serve churches and lay leaders and uh, ordained leaders as well. Uh, we, they hosted a very important a conference early in the fall last year, the Gospel and Racism Conference. Uh, so just continue to do wonderful work out of OCE. This summer, uh, Julie and I had to miss the Whitworth Institute of Ministry for the first time um, in a long time, but uh, just had another successful whim and uh, trained a lot of pastors in their preaching academy, so just doing fabulous jobs. I don't know why I always put ministry and athletics next to each other, but I always do. And... Um, we are proud pirates, of course, and uh, our student athletes uh, uh, do such an amazing job of representing the university in so many contexts, in the classroom, on the field of competition, in the community. But once again, uh, the pirates dominated last year, and uh, great row. How about a uh, fifth straight year? How about that? Conference championships and runners-up uh, galore. Uh, but I think I like the next bullet point just as much. And that is not only do we dominate on the field of competition, but we dominate in the classroom as well. And this year, once again, this is a regular occurrence. We had more uh, student uh, scholar athletes named uh, at Whitworth than in any other school in the Northwest Conference, which is, which is fabulous. And then we're very excited to announce and uh, start our Next NCAA program, which not only we think is going give, to give us a competitive edge in the Northwest Conference, but also help us to attract more great students to Whitworth, but we'll be starting our women's lacrosse team next year. And as, I don't know if Noel is in the room. Noel, our new uh, women's lacrosse coach, welcome. We're glad that you're here. So, I mean, again, I think it's important that we start the year just in case we forgot that we rolled up our sleeves last year and accomplished a lot. And frankly, a lot in the face of some challenges that we had as a community. And so um, thank you for that important work. Thank you for those investments of time and energy and talent. And thank you in advance for what I know will be your efforts to make this year just as great um, at Whitworth. So uh, let, me, let me move on to the next section of uh, my talk. I wanted to update you all just on kind of where we ended up the, uh, f the, the fiscal year financially and then how we're kind of thinking about this enrollment volatility as it relates to budgets um, going forward. So um, as you know, we completed this comprehensive budget prioritization process 
It identified about $3.6 million in either reallocated expenses or uh, enhanced revenues over the next three years that we think will help us to sustain the level of quality that we have at the university and those programs that are most important to us. And just again, as a reminder, uh, an open and collaborative effort that really involved all corners of campus. Every division on campus contributed. We're very happy that there were no um, non-voluntary uh, layoffs or employment separations, uh, which we were very grateful for. Um, and uh, so that, you know, we did ourselves a big service last year by doing this. And um, we're going to continue to depend on this work going forward. Um, Greg mentioned the strategic enrollment planning process that was initiated. Many of you are a part of that process. Some of you will be being pulled in uh, this year as we really ramp this up. But as I've listed here, this is an opportunity for us to identify new and innovative ways to attract students to Whitworth and keep them here. And so uh, we're just going to be rolling up our sleeves and sharpening our pencils to figure out new academic programs, uh, enhancements to current academic programs. So uh, we began last year with a projected $1.1 million budget deficit. Uh, we presented the board last year a budget which planned a deficit of about $1.1 million. That was before, I, this is important, that, that was before we uh, entered into this voluntary separation uh, program that about 30 people took advantage of. The accounting rules tell us that we have to pay out all of that money or we have to recognize all of that expense last year, even though we're, we're honoring those uh, commitments over the next couple of years. So um, that was before all of those expenses were recognized. But we ended the fiscal year with approximately $480,000 of underspend, including all of those expenses. And so one way to think about that is not only did we cover all of our expenses last year with, with our revenues, but we also paid for all of that early separation program as well. So we're free and clear. We don't have a mortgage on that thing. Um, and we can begin to benefit immediately uh, from some of the reduction in, in staff and salary expense that we had as a result. So that's very, very good news. How did we get there? Well, largely, and by the way, Luce always wants me to put that next bullet point, subject to audit. Um, our auditors are, are on campus right now, and so we need to make sure uh, we, we put that on there, but, but we're pretty confident about this. Well, revenue beat our, our projections, um, particularly, again, in the graduate area. Uh, that area continues to help us, particularly as we're weathering some of this undergraduate vol volatility. Also, we were able to really control expenses last year. Despite a very snowy winter, that always costs us more money, about $200,000 more money, thanks to Mother Nature. Um, but despite that, we were able to keep our expenses relatively in line with the previous year. So you add that additional revenue, a fairly uh, constant expense base, and we got the result that we did. So the good news there is that our reserves are still untapped. We continue to hold... Uh, uh, more than $3 million aside just as a rainy day fund. And I'm grateful that we continue to have that money available to us um, should we need it. And what little underspin we do have, that $480,000, we will make sure we allocate carefully across various one-time needs uh, across the university. I'm, I'm also happy to report that the university endowment grew last year to about 142 
million dollars. Of course, all of our 403B accounts grew as well. And so a lot of that growth is due to the market. But we've been adding endowment as well as a part of the campaign for Whitworth. And so um, that's important. Here's just a graph that shows that um, going back to the Great Recession. Um, so we really are benefiting from a healthier market and all of the philanthropy that our donors and alumni are giving. So we're right there at about $142 million of endowment. This is, um, this is probably a more meaningful graph. This is endowment per student, per full-time undergraduate student. Um, and so we're at about uh, 61600 per student. So basically, if you take about 5% of that number, about $3,000, um, that's about what our endowment supports per student um, at Whitworth. Um, but I listed here, just in case you were curious about where other institutions were, on an endowment per student basis. So if you look at Gonzaga and Chapman, SPU, Hope, George Fox, we are all, uh, we are above all of those schools in terms of the endowment support that we have on a per student basis. Trinity in Texas and San Antonio is kind of an outlier. They have more than, <coughs> they have more than a billion dollar endowment, which their president regularly reminds me of. Um, and so just, but, but I, I threw Trinity on there, not to discourage us, but Trinity is the number one school in the West in U.S. News & World Report. And it's probably the only school in our competitive set that truly isn't tuition-driven like, like the other schools are. So, um, so we're very blessed to have a healthy endowment, and it's getting better. Um, I show you these numbers um, in part to try to help you sleep better tonight. Um, you know, and I know, that higher education is uh, facing a lot of challenges right now financially. I encourage you to read the Chronicle of Higher Education regularly, and if you do so, you will read about institutions um, and our sector uh, really uh, having a hard time right now financially. So this is not to uh, sugarcoat some of the challenges that we have, which I'll talk about more in a minute. But I've, I often report to you that Despite those challenges, Whitworth is still healthy financially. And I know it doesn't feel like that sometimes when we're having to make difficult decisions and reallocate expenses and uh, do things like early retirement programs and things like that. But these are the things we have to do to remain healthy in the current environment. Um, this is a composite financial index that uh, the industry uses that's a combination of a variety of different financial measures and I'm not going to go into how this index is is created but it's something we watch very cl closely the red line is Whitworth University and you can see regardless of with whom we compare ourselves um, our financial health relative to others in our industry is quite good and um, and so uh, while we might have to worry about operating expenses here and there and meeting our revenues and certainly the enrollment blip this year doesn't help um, we are relatively healthy in our industry. And so you're not going to be reading in, on the front page of the Chronicle of Higher Education, God willing, stories about Whitworth University. Okay? Um, so that, of course, uh, is a credit to you all individually, but also a credit to our fabulous uh, business office and, and finance office that helps us to navigate these stormy waters. So take that to heart. Um, look at that before you go to bed tonight. Um, I wanted to show you this slide. Um, it's an important one uh, because I think it begins to tell a story about 
why institutions like Whitworth are having a harder time today uh, attracting students. What I've graphed here are uh, median family incomes for various areas. Uh, the top line is the Whitworth uh, median family income, basically for enrolled students. The second line there is the Washington. The third line, if I'm reading this correctly, is the uh, US, and then the bottom line is the Spokane. These are all inflation adjusted back to $2,006, okay? But what you'll see here is flat, right? Um, and this, is, of course, is one of the structural problems with our economy right now. Um, while there is a recovery going on, that recovery is not being felt across the board. And specifically, the middle class, the growing middle class of our country is not experiencing that increase in purchasing power. And so as you look at these kind of flat median incomes, um, and you look at institutions like Whitworth, who have over the last decade been increasing our tuition and fees, even despite the unprecedented amounts of financial aid we've been awarding, um, it begins to tell the story of why it's harder and harder to attract students to Whitworth. Uh, now, we think we've got a very uh, important value proposition to communicate. We think that a Whitworth education is something that uh, goes beyond just the dollars and cents. But this is the headwind, in part, that our admissions counselors and financial aid folks are facing when they're out there in the community. And so that means that we're going to continue to have to make tough choices around how much we increase tuition, um, how we continue to support families and students with respect to financial aid. Um, though we're not ready to announce it this year, you know, we're already again looking at an unprecedentedly low increase in tuition next year. Again, to try to uh, entice as many students as possible to come to Whitworth and experience all of the great things we have to offer. Um, just another kind of uh, picture, uh, the scale here probably makes this a little bit more dramatic than it probably should be, but this is the percentage of our students that are eligible for Pell. One in four of our students is eligible for a Pell Grant, and that's been you know, fairly constant. It's gone up and down a little bit over the years, uh, but keep that in mind. I mean, we are not the monolithic um, school that the media would make us out to be, right? We, we're not a place where just rich kids go. Uh, in fact, all of our numbers uh, would show that, in fact, just the opposite is true. Our, our product, the thing that we offer, is being offered now and accessible to as broad a swath of economic diversity as ever before. And we're working hard to continue that. Um, so kind of a busy graph, but these are discount rates. So uh, for those of you who might be new to the concept of a discount rate, Higher education has this crazy formula where we, uh, you know, we, we charge a, an insanely high price, but then we come back underneath that and support students and parents and families with financial aid. That discount rate is the percentage of that gross tuition that's discounted by all forms of financial aid. And so you'll see here that these have been increasing dramatically as a sector. What I wanted to point out was um, the blue line that kind of looks like a hockey stick. I'm not talking about global warming here, but it could be the same. The, the hockey stick graph, right? Some of you got that. Um, that's our competitive set. That's our competitive set. This is um, George Fox, Gonzaga, PLU, SPU, and UPS. This is the group of competitors that we are out there trying to recruit students against. And you can see that they've been very aggressive over the last several years in increasing their discount rates. So 
when Greg said give a financial aid counselor, admissions counselor a hug, a uh, pat on the back, this is why. It's a very, very competitive landscape. And um, it, it, it goes to explain a little um, why we're seeing some of the volatility we're seeing. But despite all of this, um, we continue to invest in the resources that make Whitworth great, and that's you. Um, despite some of the financial challenges we've had, despite some of the enrollment volatility, our staffing per student continues to decline. Um, this was a strategic goal that we set for ourselves uh, several years back, and it's one that we continue to remain committed to. That top line is the number of full-time faculty per full-time student. Uh, our goal is to get that down to 17.5. Um, so we continue to work hard on that. The second line there is the number of staff per student and then of course the total number of employees per student. Somebody might look at that graph and say well, that's part of our challenge, right? We're a very expensive organization with respect to personnel. But it's also important to recognize that this is the secret sauce. Right? This is why our students get the experience they get. It's, it's because of you all. And so we will continue to try to invest heavily uh, in our staffing areas. And then the last graph I'll show you, and this is, I think, a good sales graph, Greg. Um, this basically shows uh, the average loan debt from the 2015 cohort um, and the corresponding four-year graduation rate for the 20, uh, 2009 cohort. These are the latest data that we have on each. And you can see that relative to the other blue um, private institutions, Whitworth's average loan debt at graduation continues to be very uh, competitive. By the way, that's the average for all students who have debt. Many of our students graduate with no debt. So that's just the, gra the, the average of those that have some debt at graduation. And you'll see that the percentage of students who graduate in four years, our four-year graduation rate, is very competitive relative to not only those other private competitors, but certainly the public competitors. And this is the story that we need to make more convincingly to many of our parents and students. That, in fact, if you look at average uh, debt uh, balances and the corresponding value that one gets for that debt, Private education continues to fare very well, and I think a Whitworth education continues to fare. I'll give you just a very well. So, uh, Greg, you'll need to take that one to the bank. Um, let me generate about a $2.3 million shortfall in our revenue. So we weren't anticipating this. Uh, we didn't budget for it in some ways, and so we're going to have to deal with a, a, a lower revenue base than we thought going into the year. But the cabinet, um, I'm very grateful, uh, planned for some of this, and we're very conservative in the ways that we were allocating budgets. So we feel like we can handle about 1.5 million of that just by um, not doing some things we were planning on doing. Uh, so you're not gonna feel that too much. And then we think we can also uh, manage um, our hiring and replacement strategies in such a way to maybe squeeze out a little bit more. So for those of you who have been around the block a few times, you'll know that it's the in the year where we see a enrollment blip, we don't always feel quite the pinch that we might see in the, in the next year or in the following year. So let me get to that. As we plan for 18 and 19, um, we need to recognize that you know, we do have a very healthy, relatively healthy financial outlook, and we're pretty robust. We can manage these enrollment blips. The question, of course, is, is this a one-time blip, or should we expect low to mid-500s for an entering class for some time now? And of course, that's the $60,000 question. 
um, we need to figure that out and we need to manage for uh, more success in recruiting that that freshman class. So going into this planning cycle, we are going to be a little bit more conservative and budget for about a 550 student entering class. Greg would be the first to tell you his goal is much higher than that, 600 to 625. Continue to do a good job at recruiting transfer students. Uh, we're certainly hoping we continue to grow in graduate and continuing studies, but we're going to be conservative as we budget there. And as I said, uh, looking at an unprecedentedly low tuition increase at somewhere between two and three percent, um, which is which is very low relative to where we've been. Let me conclude with just a couple of slides here, and then I'll get you to lunch. Um, these are some other things that I just want us to be thinking about as we enter into this year. I don't think there's any reason why this year can't be the best year in Whitworth's history. I enter into every year thinking that, and I think as an educator, I have that built-in optimism. Um, but we are facing some things that we need to be rolling up our sleeves and, and thinking hard about. The first is the strategic enrollment planning process. Um, we need to put Whitworth University in a better competitive position to attract students. And that means doing what we're already doing better and marketing that better and talking about that more effectively to our prospective students. But it might also mean doing some things that we've never done before. It might mean adding some programs here or there, some undergraduate programs, maybe even some graduate programs. Um, we've not ever offered, for example, a professional doctoral degree at Whitworth. Maybe we need to start thinking about a professional doctoral degree. Um, we need to think about how we can be more things to more people to make Whitworth uh, a more attractive place. Now, some will certainly argue, and I think uh, this is valid, that that might cut across a little bit some of our historical mission of being primarily a liberal arts undergraduate institution. And what I would say is, yes, it, it probably does. And we need to talk about those tensions, and we need to think about how we can manage those well, and how we can be faithful to both of those priorities. But I'm going to ask you to pull yourselves out of your comfort zones a little bit this year, and Greg is too, through the strategic enrollment planning process. And we're going to ask ourselves, what programs can we add in order to uh, make a better financial future for our students and for ourselves? We need to guard against making uninformed and quick fix decisions. That wouldn't help us. But at the same time, we need to guard against institutional conservatism. That, well, we've never done that before, so we shouldn't do that. Um, we're at a stage now in our, in our development as an institution, and the industry is at a stage now. It's going to call us out of some of those comfort zones, and so we need to be doing that. Um, another thing that I want us to be thinking about this year. Um, as optimistic as I am about the year, and as much as I trust you um, to navigate some of the cultural and political uh, challenges that, that we have, I am a little bit nervous about what cultural winds are going to blow on our campus this year. Um, I'm saddened um, and a little uh, disillusioned by the state of discourse in our country today um, around issues of race relations, the inclusion of human beings in our society and institutions, the hateful rhetoric and unproductive rhetoric that we see in so many corners of society. And I'd like to call Whitworth to a higher standard. I think we can be a beacon of light to Spokane and to this corner of our world 
into higher education, into Christian higher education, by leaning into some of these issues and saying, we want to be different. And not only do we want to be different as an institution, we want to equip ourselves and our students to be different, to be salt and light in a world that is um, increasingly um, dark. And so this year, we're going to intentionally be chasing some of these issues. And I've put this under the heading of civil discourse, but um, we can put a lot of things under this heading. But one of the things that I'm going to be inviting us to do is to have some very structured conversations this year, throughout the year. I'm calling this the President's Colloquy on Civil Discourse. But this is an opportunity for us to have very structured conversations about uh, what is our Christian faith, what do other um, resources uh, that we have at our disposable, uh, disposal say about the, the ways we can have these conversations with one another. And I'm hopeful and prayerful that we'll be a stronger institution because of it. And I'm hopeful and prayerful that our students and we will be better equipped to enter into all of our communities of influence and be light in, in, in those communities. So be uh, paying attention to some of these uh, announcements. ASWU, our student government, is going to be very involved in this as well in terms of programming. Kathy Storm, uh, faculty president, is already uh, and has been thinking about some of these issues. You're going to see programming coming at this from a variety of different areas. And I'm really hopeful that we can make some progress as a community this year on this topic. Um, I can't believe that in 2017 I have to say what I'm about ready to say. But I want Whitworth Uni University to be unequivocal and unambiguous in standing against any behavior or speech that would demean another human being made in the image of God. I'm calling myself to higher standards. I would ask our community to have higher standards as it relates to thinking well and acting justly in this particular area. Um, we are going to have um, students and faculty and staff members coming onto this campus this fall who are wounded. And um, that's going to be day one. Um, that's not going to account for um, the difficulty that I would imagine we might face as we continue in this year. So let's have each other's backs. Let's hold ourselves to higher standards and let's continue to communicate Christ's love and peace in our own community and then spreading out from this place. On Monday after school starts, I would invite you to join me at the Campanile um, at 4 o'clock. And we're just going to come together as a community and love on each other and remind each other of the kind of values that we have as a Christian institution and call ourselves to the higher standards that I'm talking about. And so I would encourage you to do that. There are going to be many other ways that you're going to be able to minister to students, staff, and faculty who are, who are feeling these are open wounds, who, who are, who are uh, beloved and on our campus and part of our community. And I thank you in advance for all of that. Um, we also know that we've chosen a very difficult path as an institution. We've chosen a path that elevates both the life of the mind and curiosity and rigorous intellectual inquiry and a path that honors and elevates a Christian commitment, a Christ-centered commitment, a biblical worldview. And that's a difficult path because 
we can disagree with one another on the best ways to set the context for those conversations and to live more faithfully into that mission. And that's okay. That's all right. That's what it means. And I faithful community of dialogue. Um, but I think we need to continue to have those conversa conversations where we might disagree on difficult political, social, cultural, religious, theological issues and how we might be able to navigate very difficult decisions together. Not that we're always going to, each one of us, get our way. Not that we're always going to uh, feel like the university maybe made the right decision this way or that way. But that we all feel like we, f we were a part of those conversations. And so I'm redoubling my commitment to trying to be a president who can steward those conversations well. But I think um, as a Christian university, one that's dedicated to both of those pillars, faith and reason, we're going to continue to have to navigate some of these challenges. And we should be ready to do that. And, uh, and I know that we can. Um, Carol would certainly want me to mention that general education is uh, going to be a topic of conversation among our faculty this year as we continue to uh, dedicate ourselves to a solid liberal arts education for our undergraduate students. Um, I mentioned early on that uh, this class that we're welcoming this weekend will graduate in four years. That also happens to be the end of our strategic plan, and so we need to be focusing on the last components of that plan and making priorities and, and planning accordingly. And then lastly, but certainly not least, uh, we are up for reaccreditation this year. We will have a seventh year visit this year from our accrediting body, and all of you will become aware of that very soon, <laughs> and we'll have a role. As I said, um, there's absolutely no reason that this can't be the best year in Whitworth's history. That we could be sitting together in May as we're celebrating the graduation of the class of 2018 and our graduate and continuing studies students then, looking back at this year saying, well, we had some expected and unexpected challenges. But we had a lot of blessings as well, and that this year was a great year for Whitworth. Um, there's no other way to enter the year as educators, right? There's no other way to enter the year. And so I want to thank you in advance for the myriad ways that you contribute to those experiences, to taking care of one another, to taking care of our students, and to being um, a university that lives faithfully into its mission to honor God, follow Christ, and serve humanity. So thank you all for all that you do, and I look forward to working side-by-side side with you this year as we, um, as we work for Whitworth. Thank you very much.